everybody. Welcome to Draft Chap. This is episode number 144. My name is Zach. I'm one of your hosts. And joining me, as per usual, Ben Fisher. What's up, dude? Not too much. I am pumped to forget everything that has to do with Phyrexians and just jump back into Innistrad. Well, hold that thought for a little bit because we're about to jump back into Phyrexian stuff in like a week and a half. So, uh, yeah. Now, well, I guess now, they're coming to Innistrad. That's true. That's true. We're going to get some some Innistrad stuff. But yeah, today we got a full Shadows Remastered live draft. It dropped today, I think. And so we're just going to jump into it. Ben and I haven't really looked at the card pool. We don't really know exactly what's in the set and what's not. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get some nice throwback to honestly my favorite plan of all time. But before we do all that, of course, our usual housekeeping. Check out the Discord if you're not already in there. It's the best place to be to chat with us, chat with the rest of the aficionados, drop your trophy decks, discuss picks and all sorts of nonsense like that. The link to that is in our episode description as well as on our Twitter page. And if you'd like to support the show directly, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash draftchaffpod. Huge, huge thanks to all of our patrons who continue to support us over there each and every week. You guys rock. If you'd like to support the show, you'll get access to perks such as our Draft Doctor series, stickers, show notes, our pre-show recordings, and our Draft Chaff Hero cards signed by us and sent to you in the mail with a nice little thank you card. Check us out at patreon.com forward slash draftchaffpod. All right, we're going to skip our crack draft type thing this week to get into the live draft. But before we do that, our Teferi Tibble. Ben, what's up? You know what? It's been a while since you went first. I'm feeling like since we're mixing it up with the live draft this week, we got to mix it up with the Teferi Tibble too. Zach, what's up? All right, all right. So for me, uh, my Teferi this week is that the weather is finally getting nice. It's like in the Ugh. 60s right now. And yeah. Just lovely. Just as the uh, the sun is kind of out a little bit later, just past day, like savings, we're getting nice weather. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to be too stable this week. Uh, it's fluctuating very low lows and very high highs. So it's like mm-hmm. kind of weird, um, which my sinuses don't like. Uh, <laughs> so that's part of my Tybalt. Um, I've been, been congested for like two weeks now just because the weather can't make up its mind. Um, and I've also been feeling kind of lost lately, like I've been hmm. r- really connecting with Fibblethip a little bit lately. Um, <laughs> just like directionless almost in, in a few different areas of life. And I'm not really sure what to do about that, but um, I guess recognizing it is the first step to fixing it, or maybe it's not something that needs to be, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like recognizing it is part of it and then kind of finding people to talk through it. Of course I'm always here. And honestly, I bet the people in the discord wouldn't mind either. (laughs) we got a pretty cool and supportive community. That's true. We sure do. All right. Now what's up with you? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, my Teferi is that we've had a pretty cool draft weekend. Um, shout out to our friend Matt for hosting. Uh, we got to play frequent uh, Discord member and aficionado extraordinaire Ratafia, uh, his cube, which is a lot of fun. Fantastic cube, great time. Uh, I played blue-red spells, which is, I know it's not my usual wheelhouse, but look, I mean... I got a smoldering egg and in the, in, in the brainstorm in the first couple picks, and I, I just went in from there. Uh, a lot of fun, good time. We also drafted Kamigawa. We had a draft double header. My deck was awful. I played Red White Samurai, mostly for the meme, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. I actually had a pretty solid beatdown deck. Um, I did lose. I did lose pretty solidly to an opponent uh, who had three Oni Cult Anvils and just blocked every single thing I had for the entire game. Uh, Attacking with one creature versus three Oni Cult Anvils, not a very good strategy, not a very good matchup, but uh, it was a good time. Uh, We've also got my spring break from school coming up, looking forward to that. And uh, up until break, I have a nice little section on magnetism that I'm teaching, and it's fully qualitative because my students can't do the trig involved for real magnetic torques and and stuff like that and like actual right-hand rule stuff. So uh, we're just doing like a nice, easy, fun magnets unit. And it's like, man, this is is relaxing. It's a good time. My tibble is that I haven't done my taxes yet. So uh, 
I've <laughs> been procrastinating that. You got a couple weeks left. You got a couple yeah. weeks. Now, as a teacher, I'm an expert in due dates, so I think I'll be fine. All right. We actually don't have a listener question this week, so jump in the Discord and throw them in there so we can uh, be sure to answer all your questions as you have them. If you have anything you're wondering about the new set coming up or what's up with us, just hit us up. Or else we're going to start asking you questions, and they're going to be hard-hitting and, and mean, so... Ask us something to keep us off your back. All right, let's jump into this main topic here. We've got our re- Shadows Remastered live draft. I like that they called it Shadows Remastered, by the way, and not Shadows over Innistrad Remastered because it's just such a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, well, let's fire this draft. I'm very excited. I don't even know what we could open. I mean, <laughs> presumably uh, some of the cool angels, the uh, Fre- uh, El- Phyrexianized, Eldraza-sized uh, angels. Now, lore-wise, Emrakul has come, or is about to come, and then is coming to uh, Innistrad. So we're going to see some some weird messed up werewolves. We're going to see some people investigating with literal clue tokens. Um, looks like we got a table ready. Let's see what's going on. We have as our rare, we have Havengul Runebinder. Ooh, I don't even know what this thing is. Two blue blue, it's a 2-2. Two, two. Human wizard rare, two Tap, exile creature token from your graveyard, make a 2-2 two, two black zombie creature token, then put a 1-1 one, one counter on each zombie you control. Zombie tribal, that this thing looks great. Good. Yeah, that sounds pretty great. We have a, one of your favorites, Mausoleum Wanderer here at Rare. Oh, so this Havengul Runebinder, I see it has the Dark Ascension symbol. So this must be our Innistrad flashback card, and Mausoleum Wanderer is our actual Rare. That's the 1-1 one, one spirit. It's good. We've got a Daring Sleuth. That's the 2-mana two 2-1, and it flips when you sack a clue. Rise from the Ties is a cool build around, and Pick the Brain is not that good. Some solid commons in here. There's an Insolent Neonate. There's a Convolute Counterspell, uh, an Aim High for sideboard stuff. Uh, I don't see any of the solid removal. Vessels. Oh, man, I miss these things. Vessel of Nascency is in this pack. It's the one, one green enchantment. You can pay two to pop it and uh, get on either uh, an artifact creature, land, or planeswalker. It's Standard good, but let's just take this Rune Binder, right? Yeah, Reminder seems sweet, and this is a set that's definitely going to have zombies in it. So, ooh, we got past a Thing in the Ice. Move over, Don't care about the rest of the pack. Don't care about the rest of the pack. I love Thing in the Ice. Uh, (laughs) I'm slamming it here, but there's also a Toppelgeist in the pack. Fiery Temper. Oh, so that we got Black Red Madness back. Which actually will pair really well with the Thing in the Ice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we're not going to wheel Fiery Temper, let's be honest, but we'll be looking to pick up Instants and Sorceries. Thing in the Ice, for those that don't know, one of the blue 04 defender. Uh, it enters with four ice counters on it. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, remove an ice counter from it. And then when there's none, it flips into a 7-8 that bounces all non-horror creatures back to their owner's hands. Not a very good combo with Havengul Runebinder, but it's looking like we're going to be instants and sorcery zombies themed, at least from these first two picks. Then again, there's only one other blue card in this pack, and it's Jace's Scrutiny, which isn't great. So who knows? Maybe we pivot off blue entirely, but I mean, someone passed thing in the ice. So the person yeah, directly to our right the, doesn't uh, respect it. Well, yeah, I think they took the um, the flashback card, but... Mm. So our next pack, we've got Ironclad Slayer, 3-mana three 3-2, three, returns an aura equipment from graveyard to hand. No thanks. Uh, Blood Mist, an enchantment that gives something double strike every turn. And Ulrich's Kindred, that's like a green-red uh, werewolf vector card. Ooh, Village Messenger, it's a fast little werewolf vector card. Honestly, I think I want to start going big here. Uh, there's a Drownyard Explorers, that's 4-mana uh, 2-4, four ETB Investigate. If we're doing this kind of slow blue deck thing, we'll probably want to pair with either green or red. There's a make mischief here. Three mana sorcery, make a one, one uh, devil that when it deals, uh, when it dies, deals one damage to any target uh, or, oh, and it also deals with one damage to any target itself. I think I want to take the explorers here. I don't know. A big blue deck isn't my usual wheelhouse, but uh, look, I did it over the weekend and with two solid rares like this, 
could be worth trying to commit to early. Yeah, I don't know that we're giving up too much to take the Explorers here. There wasn't a whole lot else in that pack that we were super interested in. We did just get past a second Harvest, which with the Runebinder looks pretty sweet. Yeah, so for each token you control, create a, a token that's a copy of that permanent. Whoa, is that Anguished Unmaking at Uncommon? Sure what is, is going on here? That's nuts. Okay, first of all, just checking. There's only one other blue card in the pack. It's Spontaneous Mutation. Uh, it's one mana. It is Flash. It gives the, the thing minus X minus O where X is the number of cards in your graveyard. It's kind of a removal spell, but, uh, hmm. Second Harvest, can we do, like, a blue-green tokens thing? Like, it can't be in this set just to go into Constructed, right? I would be surprised if they did that, but it's possible. Um, the Runebinder does only let you exile creatures, I believe, to generate. Yeah, you have to exile creatures. Yeah, that's so right. that's, that's going to kind of fight against Thing in the Ice a little bit because we want more non-creatures. I think I'm going to take the Spontaneous Mutation here and just try to get something going in blue. Uh, we've got a Geist of the Archives here. <laughs> three mana 04 at the beginning of your upkeep, scry one. There's also in blue a Fogwalker, one of the blue 1 3 ETB. Tap down a thing, it doesn't untap during their opponent's next untap step. Oh, uh, there's a Humble the Brute here, though. Five mana, destroy target creature with power four or greater, investigate. There's a Moon Mist. That's a cool card, but not for us. Wow, I guess that's the. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's the flashback card in this. Uh, uh, in this one, there's some other stuff. There's a weirded vampire. Honestly, just a format of three, three that you can madness out for three is pretty good. But we're looking like we want some blues and spells here. I'm kind of on the humble the brute. I'm afraid we're getting cut in blue. Yeah, blue doesn't look very good to be to be honest so far. Like these two rares are great, but everything we've seen up from blue so far besides them has been kind of meh. Um, we've seen decent black and white cards getting passed and we've seen a lot of green come around the table. So we may want to just pivot off of blue entirely. <laughs> well, now we actually have a pack with, uh, well, not really a single blue or green card in it. There is a Wretched Griff. This one was fine. This was seven mana, three, four with Emerge for uh, six. Emerge, uh, you can sacrifice a creature and pay the Emerge cost reduced by that creature that you sacked's mana value. Uh, this is a three mana, or this is a three, four flyer when you cast a spell, draw a card. This one was good. Uh, this one you could actually like reasonably cast. And it looks like we might have some stuff worth sacking, like the Drownyard Explorers. They have an ETB value. Uh, there's some white cards in this pack, Faith Unbroken and Griffspoon. Faith Unbroken and Griffspoon actually way more along the aggro vector. I think I'm going to take the Wretched Griff here. <laughs> well, here's a constructed one for you. Pour over the pages. Five mana, draw three, untap up the two lands, then discard a card. There's also a Howl Pack Resurgence that uh, pumps up your wolves and werewolves. There's a Tormenting Voice. Uh, ooh, there's a Dauntless Cathar. That one was fine. But there's also another Wretched Griff in this pack. A Gnarlwood Dryad if we want an early Death Toucher. What are you thinking here? Maybe uh, a second Griff to really lock down blue? I mean, we're cutting it super hard from, from this direction. I think it'll be pretty open in pack two. That's true. Um, I don't think there's an issue with taking the second Griff here. We're at this weird spot where we kind of don't want to be in blue, but really it's a little late to not be. And I think I would have taken maybe Tormenting Voice if we had a different structure of blue deck because it goes so well with a thing in the ice. But in this deck, it doesn't look like it's actually going to be that great. Mm -hmm. We do have some nice, uh, some nice white cards here. We've got a Guardians of Pilgrims, uh, one in the white, two, two. When ETB is a creature gets one, one until end of turn. <laughs> We've got a Lupine Prototype, two mana, five, five, but can't attack a block unless a player has no cards in hand. That doesn't happen very often. There's a take inventory, one of the blue, draw a card, then draw cards, equal to number of cards, name, take inventory in your graveyard. There's also a Jace's Scrutiny, uh, target creature gets minus four, minus zero until end of turn and investigate. Honestly, this might be the pickup. Let's just try to survive to the late game and uh, flip that thing in the ice. Yeah, that's not bad. I, I was between that or the, uh, the other uh, take, take inventory there. Now we're back to our uh, original pack. 
the vessel of nascency wield. And I didn't realize, but this is printed at uncommon. Uh, vessel was a strong kind of go big green card. It helps fill the graveyard. It's good for hitting delirium. Uh, and it's especially good with ways to get back creatures from the graveyard. I don't know. There's not a lot else for us here. There's a swift spinner, but that's not great. I say we just take the vessel and spec on maybe like a big blue green deck because we really yep. only have one white card. Well, uh, something similar here. Not a lot for us. There's a wild field scarecrow. It's a one four. You can sack to get basics. There's a weirding wood. Uh, ETVs investigate. It, it enchants a land, makes it tap for two mana of any one color. Uh, those are probably our picks here. There's some, uh, well, there's a vampire vector card and a Halpak wolf. Uh, those are pretty on vector. There's also a Toppelgeist. Is that a Liliana's That one looks for elite? Delirium. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, well, elite, we'll take the weirding wood here. Uh, a bunch of red cards come back around, but they're just kind of okay. There's a village messenger. There's an elder Cathar. Uh, this one is pretty good with humans. I don't really see us playing any of these. I'll take the make mischief. It's a spell. It works kind of well with our thing in the ice. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely blue at this point, but whether we end up red or green is still kind of up in the air, but I think we're leaning towards green based on what we've seen. Mm -hmm. Wow. There's a butcher's cleaver. Uh, that's a cool card to include in the set. <laughs> More crut necropod. That thing's huge. Uh, no, thanks. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the, uh, the intrepid provisioner, just a solid four mana three, three. Ooh, a Terrarian. That is exactly what this deck wants. Helps us get Delirium, helps us fix our mana, draws some cards. Uh, I hope this is the kind of set where this uh, this card is good. Yeah. Notably, we don't really care about Delirium too much yet, or we don't have cards that care about Delirium too much, but that doesn't mean we won't pick any up. This is still just pack one. Oh, hello. We picked up some dredges in the last pack, but uh, now we open Liliana the Last Hope. This card is a banger. This card is, I mean, if... As unreasonable it is to ask to get an ult in limited, uh, Liliana's ult is quite literally win the game. It, it is functionally unbeatable. So Lily Last Hope is, is going to be the pick here on power level alone, but there's also a Neville Gast Herald. There's a clear shot in the pack. There's a Diagraph Captain. That's cool. Uh, Diagraph Captain seen... goes really well with, the, uh, with that rune binder we picked up, pack one, pick one. It does, um, yeah. But if we're getting pulled into blue-black, then I'd rather have the Lily, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so Lily Last Hope is one black, black, three loyalty. Uh, her plus one is up to one target creature, gets minus two, minus one, and so on of turn. So that just straight up kills X1s. Her minus is uh, minus two, mill two cards, and return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. And then her minus seven, you get an emblem, with at the beginning of your end step, create uh, X, two, two black zombie creature tokens, where X is two plus the number of zombies you control. It just gives you a million zombies. It's awesome. We're taking it and just seeing what happens. Next up. Uh, we got a Highland Lake. That's the blue-red uh, land. That's kind of cool. Looks like some uncommons. Caged Fury, combat trick that gives double strike. Pretty off vector. There's a human, a, a green-white vector card in here. Oh, Thraven Inspector. Doesn't look like we're playing that, though. Ooh, I yeah, like Drag Under. Uh, there's another Drownyard Explorers. I bet we could wheel that. Oh, Olvenwald Captive. That was a good one. That's the uh, green mana dork, um, and it can eventually flip into a 4-6. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I guess we need to figure out what we're planning to do with this Lily, if anything. Are we going to try to splash her, which maybe this deck could do between the Terrarian and the uh, the enchantment, the Weirding Wood we picked up? Um, mm -hmm. Might just be safest to take the drag under and end up straight blue-black. Because we expect to get a good amount of blue this uh, this way. Yeah, we're not married to a second color yet, so I think we want to stay open as far as long as possible with that. Mm -hmm. Some red cards coming around, some uh, vampire things, Stromkirk Occultist and Stentia Masquerade. Wow, a lot of sweet madness stuff. There's a Drogskull Captain. That one's pretty cool to see here. Uh, Blue-White Spirits, that one's for you. There's an yep. Imprisoned in the Moon. Ooh, we know that one. Uh, that's we honestly as good as blue removal gets. Yeah, we don't have any removal, so that probably ends up being the pick here. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, regardless of the stuff in the pack, we need some removal spells, so let's take it. 
So let's see. We've got an ongoing investigation. That, that's pretty fun. Uh, that's whenever one or more creatures you control deals combat damage to a player, investigate. There's also a splendid reclamation. I don't think we're going that deep on the self-mill plan. Uh, some, some good uh, blue cards in this pack. There's a battleground, Geist. Five mana, three, three, flyer. Other spirits get plus one, plus oh. There's deny existence, counters a creature spell, and it exiles it. There's even a Stormrider spirit you can flash in. Uh, some black stuff, too. There's grotesque mutation. It's a pump spell. It gives lifelink and a sanitarium skeleton that can come back to your hand. Uh, I don't know. That a nice big flyer doesn't us. seem bad. Yeah, I think that's just the pick. Otherwise, I mean, this pack is pretty lackluster, but we're still really trying to figure out what our next color is. Huh. Well, there's a prized amalgam. Uh, I don't know how deep we'll be able to go in our graveyard theme here, but it says whenever a creature enters the battlefield, if it entered from your graveyard or you cast it from your graveyard, return prized amalgam from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Three mana, three, three. It's got some other upsides. I mean, in blue and black, you can get stuff from the graveyard. So I say we just take it. Yeah, with this pickup, we may just want to start prioritizing anything that says zombie or returns, like, is castable from the graveyard. Those sanitarian skeletons get better. Um, yeah, true. Anything with the word zombie on it gets better. So we're looking to kind of lean more into the rune binder than the thing in the ice at this point. Yep. And here we go. We got some uh, solid zombie pickups. We've got a ghoul razor. One black, black, two, two. When ETBs return a zombie card at random from your graveyard to your hand. There's also a geese's bidding. Uh, two black, black, create two, two, two black zombie creature tokens with madness for two. There is another wretched griff. Uh, and there's actually an ingenious scab in here too. Uh, two mana, three, three, two mana, two, three prowess. So uh, there's also a certain death, big clunky removal spell, but I think I like the geese's bidding. Geese's bidding feels good. It, it's obviously much better if you can madness it out, which we don't really have too many ways to do. But even at four mana, getting two, two, twos isn't really a bad deal. Rise from the tides, six mana sorcery, create a tapped two, two black zombie creature token for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard. This is what I was hoping to see before, you know, uh, I was hoping to see this and then maybe a bunch of cheap little removal spells. Now our Jace's scrutinies get better. We can pick up some of those in the future. Uh, I, I say we try to rise from the tides here. Yeah, this is, again, kind of a weird spot, though, because it, it clashes with the zombie thing, even though it doesn't. Like, we don't have a ton of instants and sorceries, so what does this actually get us? It might be six mana, get a zombie, or get maybe two zombies, which isn't great. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow, we got a soul separator here. That's a funny one, but I don't think it's going to be great for us. You exile creatures from your graveyard to uh, make kind of copies of them. Uh, let's see what else we've got in this pack. We've got an Alms of the Vein. It's like a black burn spell, grotesque mutation. I think we might just be on Weirded Vampire, 4 mana 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> it's not exciting. There's a 2 mana 2-1 two, flyer that can only be blocked by creatures of flying. I think we're just on the vampire here. Wow, so the Diagraph Captain Wield. We are likely the only blue-black player. Uh, I mean, it's it's pick 9. It fully came back. So uh, I think maybe our packs just haven't been cracking the way we wanted them to. Yeah, that's nice to see. I mean, that does kind of make us comfortable with pack three, thinking we're going to get hooked up with at least black cards. We may not get too much in the blue direction, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. So there's another Drownyard Explorers here. There's a Fog Walker. That's the uh, two mana one three Skulk. To be honest, the Explorers feels like it'd be better. Um, Fog Walker is a two drop, though, and we're a little low on them. What are you thinking? Yeah, I would probably just grab the Fog Walker. There's a chance we don't end up actually playing thing in the ice. I think we're going to be playing it no matter what. It's just so good. I mean, here we can pick up a take inventory. Uh, there's a crow of dark tidings. Eh, I don't think we want that self mill too intentionally. I think now we can take some good instants and sorceries. Yeah, yeah, we definitely want to start trying to prioritize getting a few of those. Let's see. There's a grotesque mutation and a deny existence in our last few uh, cards here. Eh, don't, don't think this matters too much. I'll take the mutation. Yeah, I don't think uh, I either make the cut, but... Yeah. Oh, here's a spontaneous mutation. This one's pretty solid. Uh, now we actually do have a reason to, to self mill. We do have the one already. So if we can pick up a couple more of those, then 
maybe some self mills good. Wow, the Ghoul Razor came back. So you know we are the zombies deck. <laughs> let's let's just hope yeah. our packs break a little better in the next one. <laughs> well, there's a start. I mean, we got a Drunal Corpse Trawler, uh, four mana one one ETB, make a two two zombie, and you can pay two and a black, give a zombie death touch until end of turn. We also opened a Mausoleum Wanderer, but we're kind of off the uh, Spirits Vector. Yeah, definitely the. Uh... The corpse trawler looks pretty solid here. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly what we want for this. There's a Gavney Unhallowed as well. That's the uh, four mana, two, four. Whenever a creature control dies, put a one, one counter on it, and it is a zombie. But let's just slam this uh, this corpse trawler here. Oh, and we're past a bunch of black cards. We've got an Accursed Witch. This is the uh, four mana, four, two. Spells that your opponent casts to target it cost one less, but when it dies, it flips back into a curse, uh, and it makes them lose a life on their upkeep and, and drains every upkeep, so... That's a cool little card. There's also a Bar of Malevolence, though. This can give a creature minus one, minus one, or a creature plus one, plus one, or both if you can entwine it. Uh, oh, sorry, Escalate. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> you cast it for three instead. Uh, I like this as an early removal spell. Yeah, seems solid. We've got an Erd Wall Illuminator here. The two mana one, three, whenever you investigate for the first time, you investigate again. Eh, we're kind of far away from that. There's a Laboratory Brute ETB Mill for cards. That would help get some of our uh, self-mill stuff going, maybe make our spontaneous mutations better. There's a Reaper of Flight Moonsilver here uh, and a Mercurial Geist. So some solid flyers, but not stuff that we're looking for. Another Weirded Vampire. Ooh, there's a Macabre Waltz. I don't mind that. And having the uh, discarded card from it, it, it helps with the madness that we got going on in some of our cards. Yeah, it helps with the madness, but it also helps us with getting, if we happen to mill over like our rune binder or something, it gives us a way to get that back. So um, I do like a Macabre Waltz here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a Handware Battlements. That's funny. Uh, I guess All the one I that rounds here is next the... to that, man. <laughs> oh, man. Thermo Alchemist. Oh, that's painful. Let's look at the one next to that, the Abundant Maw. Eight mana, six, four, emerge for seven. When you cast it, an opponent loses three life and you gain three life. It's a big beater. It's a big finisher. I don't hate it. Sure. Yeah, I guess. Why not? <laughs> not a whole lot else in, in this pack for us anyway, but um, it's a fine emerge card. I guess we have enough stuff that we're going to have like tokens and things, which I guess don't really help with the emerge uh, effect, but um, we'll have some other creatures we can get rid of. Mm hmm. Wow, if we're going to go a little deeper on this Emerge, there's a Drownyard Behemoth here. Nine mana, five, seven, Flash, and it has uh, Hexproof as long as it ETB'd this turn. There is also a Drag Under in this pack. Uh, another Oh, another Imprisoned in the Moon. Hard to pass that up, right? Yeah, I don't think we want to go too heavy on the big stuff because we did take green out, which gets rid of a lot of our ramp. And so mm, yeah. we don't have... The, I mean, the Emerge stuff, we can cheat in by sacking creatures, but I think we just want the extra removal spell here. Yep, I agree. Wow, we got a Call the Bloodline. That's a cool little uh, madness synergy, but not something for us. There's a Choked Estuary. That's our on-color bad land. Uh, there's another Laboratory Brute, another Ohms the Vein, the uh, Drain Spell. Oh, Graph Rats. That's fun. Uh, the Common Meld card. Um, huh. I, I mean, I haven't seen any Midnight Scavengers yet. I don't hate just taking the Choked Estuary here. I don't either. That That's exactly where my head was. A little bit of uh, fixing isn't too bad. Mm -hmm. Wow, another Graph Rats, Thraven Foulblood. That's a fun one. I uh, don't think we're going to be that good at getting Delirium. I think we just want another little early blocker. There's Indulgent Aristocrat, one mana, one, one lifelink. Sack a creature, put a one, one counter on each vampire you control. Not really for us either. Uh, there's not a zombie in this pack. Well, actually, I guess there is the uh, Thraven Foulbloods, but I don't know if we're going to be getting Delirium that easily. We might not, but I would take that over like a random spirit or something, even though you took the random spirit. That's okay. <laughs> All right. That was a bit of an accident at the end there. Uh, in our last couple picks here, we have a few more options. There's a ghoul razor. Get back a uh, random zombie card. Another macabre waltz. 
Probably don't need two of those. I'm kind of just on the ghoul razor here instead of another wretched griff. Yeah, I agree. Getting down to it here, we've got another Jace's Scrutiny, another Borrow Malevolence, and another Gavany Unhallowed. Yeah, I mean, these colors are open. It's just like, uh, <laughs> it's, it just feels like these packs didn't crack quite the way we hoped. Um, yeah, we didn't get past bangers, zombie rares. I'm pretty surprised to see Anguish on making wheel, though. Yeah, I mean, maybe no black-white players either. Uh, let's take the uh, Malevolence here. So there is a Crow of Dark Tidings. It's a zombie bird. Self-mills a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't hate picking fine. up here. May not make the cut, but it's fine. Another laboratory brute coming around. Uh, doesn't feel like the kind of deck for a Traveler's Amulet. Don't think we're doing that. Wildfield Scarecrow, don't need it. Pretty clear laboratory brute here. We'll just pick it up. Might not make the cut. Wow, that Last just hurts picks me. Here. A pack three oh. pick 12 Thermo Alchemist. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's pretty disappointing. We'll take the Malevolence here again. we got three of those now. Another Macabre Waltz. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, at this point, there's an Exultant Cultist. Uh, don't think we want that, though. Another Laboratory Brute, Graph Rats. Yeah, I'll take the Brute. Yeah, I think the Exultant Cultists, I want to last pick Foul Bloods. The Exultant Cultist is is pretty solid if you're trying to get into those uh, like Wretched Griff stuff. But I don't know. This format feels like it could be, it could be pretty quick. Those Vampires can get under you really fast. Uh, wow. I mean, we, we, we barely put anything in our sideboard because there were so many blue and black cards coming around. Uh, it just didn't feel like they were that strong <laughs> yeah none of them were very exciting except for the rare or the mythic rather liliana the last hope and then the couple of on color um multicolored cards we we found um the blue itself felt a little weird i mean we do have another couple of good rares in blue in the thing in the ice and the uh, rune binder but the deck feels a little weird <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's definitely a weird one i don't think we have a single thing that triggers prized amalgam no, we never ended up picking up. We we passed two sanatorium skeletons, sanitarium mm. skeletons, and, yeah, sanitarium um, skeleton. and never saw them come about, come back around. So uh, those were the only options I think we saw in the whole draft that would have um, satisfied the amalgam there. Hmm. Well, honestly, we can make a forty card, uh, a sixty card deck out of this, but <laughs> we got a lot of cuts to make. Looks like we got twelve to make here. Uh, mm, let's see here. So I think we can go. Mm, Question is, how, how heavy do we want to be on instants and sorceries? Is Rise from the right. Tide something worth it here? And honestly, how many instants and sorceries do you need before this is good? I mean, six mana, make three two twos. I think I mean, that's that, where that you're was like, pretty good in Kamigawa. I think that's where you're happy or you're, you're, you're like, I don't think you want to cast it for less than that, though. Like you're spending six mana to get two two twos. I don't think you're ever really happy with that. Yeah, no. Uh, I think we can make some easy cuts here. The Stormrider Spirit and the Battleground Geist. Big flying top end cards, but we're not really doing the spirits vector at all. So some things that we want to keep in, I guess. The weirded vampire can go. Uh, Thraven Foulblood's pretty off vector for us too. We're not getting delirium in this deck. We we really don't even have well uh, without stuff that's going to sack itself to go to the graveyard like uh, different artifacts and enchantments. Delirium's pretty tough to get. We do have a lot of mill though. Yeah, we actually do have a good amount of self mill. I mean, I guess we could hit. I mean, hitting creature and land is pretty arbitrary, but we have five instants and five sorceries. Hmm. Let's take inventory real quick of what they are. Uh, speaking Hot of which, take inventory. <laughs> I think we're actually cutting take inventory because we only got one of them. Yeah. Two mana the cycle is, you know, not really something you want to do in limited. <sighs> it's too bad Imprisoned in the Moon isn't uh, like an instant or sorcery or something. It is an enchantment. I guess that kind of helps with delirium. But if that hit the graveyard, then I guess it didn't work. So or you I milled it over and you're not happy about that. <laughs> Yeah, the um, the take inventories do a little more than just cycle for two mana, given that we have rise from the tides and thing in the ice. But 
I guess it's still probably one that's on the chopping block. Yeah, if we had two of them, I think we would play both. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, the upside of, of having self-mill to trigger one of them. But having just one feels kind of bad. I'm noticing we only have one counterspell, the non-existence. Um, I, I don't like playing exactly one counterspell, especially without other things to leave up instead. We've got those right. borrowed malevolences that you can cast for three, but... I don't know. I'm not sold on the deny existence. It's probably a cut, right? I think so. We're pretty stock full on threes. We have the drag under two as a sorcery. That, that's pretty solid. Uh, maybe a ghoul razor can get cut here. We have a lot of redundancy getting zombies back from the graveyard. I mean, this is uh, we, we have pretty much. Let's let's check here. We do have eight zombies. So maybe we do leave both those ghoul razors in. I think cutting one macabre waltz because of those uh, redundant ghoul razors is probably fine, right? Yeah, this is getting us into like, again, like a kind of a tricky spot, though, because we've now cut three or four instances of sorceries. Mm. So we're looking at eight total at the moment. Yeah, is, that's not great for Rise. Maybe we do end up being a more creature centric Havengul Runebinder deck, right? Yeah, I, I think we have to make a choice. Either we we start cutting creatures and we leave the instance and sorceries where they are just for the sake of having the numbers. Or we just don't care about the incident and sorcery thing, cut rise from the tides, and then um, just start going down the list of like the weakest creatures. I think that might be our, our list, our, our, our call here, though. We have those ghoul razors, and that is a really strong card. Three mana, two, two, get back a card. It's at random, but come on, it's zombies. We're not going to have that many in the graveyard. We'll be milling things over um, and have <laughs> something to get back anyway. I do realize there is a potential to like have a few games where we literally just like mill ourselves out because we go ghoul, we go like lab brute lab brute dies ghoul razor the lab brute back by accident and then <laughs> we just start milling ourselves out bad by a big time but yeah yeah that's true uh i mean hopefully by that point we win right we have a lily so uh although sadly we don't have a way to get it back if we do self mill it let's see yeah i kind of like that plan better anyway the thing in the ice uh we, we can still flip it with eight instants and sorceries um also thing in the ice is a huge lightning rod people will instantly yeah. try to kill this uh and in the meantime it is just an 0-4 it'll sit back and, and help us get to the point where we could flip it mm. uh we've also got a few things at the top ends that we can be a little wary of we've got those wretched griffs those are a good win con. i think maybe we cut the abundant maul but i like having the griffs around cut the rise from the tides i think we can probably cut mm-hmm. let's see this leaves us with uh seven instants and sorceries still looking pretty fine and not a whole lot of card draw, too, either. I mean, all of our, like, churn through the deck effects are, are really just mill. So um, we have the one drag under, I think, as, as far as uh, card draw goes. Mm-hmm. So we do have 12 non-creature spells still uh, because we have those uh, Imprisoned in the Moons and Spontaneous Mutations. Maybe we're not supposed to be playing all those. Uh, try to up our instant sorcery count. We got to cut some non-creature spells here. We're not cutting Lily. Geese's bidding does kind of count as creature. So if we could cut maybe like two non-creature spells from here. Yeah, and unfortunately the uh, the only instants and sorceries uh, matter for Thing in the Ice. So we would be looking to cut basically enchantments, the auras that we picked up. But both the auras that we picked up, um, Imprisoned to the, in the Moon and Spontaneous Mutation are pretty effective cards. And Imprisoned in the Moon is like our only removal, really. So we don't really want to cut those. Mm. And we do have the Barred Malevolences. Those are light removal, I guess. Uh, I'm looking at these spontaneous mutations. So an enchanted creature gets minus X minus O, where X is the number of cards in your graveyard. We're not hitting our laboratory roots until turn four. This isn't doing much until then. And after that, I'm not convinced it's actually worth it. I think we might be cutting these. Yeah, all those do really is stop your opponent from attacking, but they don't help us get through at all. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm with you, yeah. And I think we can cut a three drop 
Weird as it is to say, are we cutting prized amalgam? Prize amalgam in this deck is essentially a three mana three three. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then again, the it is a zombie. That's true. Do we have mm. any non-zombie creatures at this point? Uh, well, oh, we've we got a lot, yeah. eight zombies. Yeah, we, we, we got a good number. We've got some Eldrazi, right? <laughs> the, the wretched drifts. Uh, I think I do like having those around, though. Hmm. Feels pretty good if you had to, say, like play a laboratory brute and then curve it into a wretched griff. That would feel like a pretty good uh, pretty good use of mana because you get the ECB from the brute or even from the Dranyard Explorers. Although, actually, Dranyard Explorers, I think we could probably cut, right? Well, so I guess we need to ask, like, how what is what are the holes in this deck right now? Um, I think it just caves to aggro for the most part, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure that the Explorers helps in that way because it's a four drop, um, but it is a good blocker. Yeah, uh, the best way of dealing with aggro is hoping they play an X one and uh, casting borrowed malevolence on it, right in the early turns. Yeah. Also, having two fog walkers is nice. That'll really slow them down. That's true. But we do at this point we need one cut, uh, assuming we're playing 17 lands, which. This is a pretty low curve, actually. Hmm. We don't really have card draw, and we really need to hit our third land. Our third land is pretty important. So I think I do want to play the 17. Yeah. Hmm. We're looking like just one more cut here. Might just be uh, some random generic creature. And to be honest, we don't have that many of them left. Yeah. Most of the creatures in the deck now are serving some form of purpose. They're All the relevant ones that we would like really think about cutting are, are zombies, so they're all getting buffed by our zombie stuff. Um, could just be it a could fog, be a fog walker. walker. Yeah, it could be a fog walker. Mm-hmm. Again, that does weaken our early game, which is kind of what we need shored up. It, it might have to be a three drop. <laughs> yeah, we really do have a lot of them. Uh, we have eight zombies. Is going down to seven that big a deal? Not really. So. When we can get them back with macabre waltz and ghoul razors. And- yeah, maybe one of them is just a ghoul razor. I mean, this thing in multiples plus we have a macabre waltz. Although looping ghoul razors is pretty sick, right? I guess at random, so you cool. don't get the pick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, when it happens, it's it's great, but it's not something we can rely on. I feel like also the mana cost of it is, is a little prohibitive. I think we just cut a ghoul razor. Yeah, we do. Actually, now that you mentioned that, we do have quite a few double pipped cards. Yeah, so that, I'm glad I we picked that up that choke destroyer. For sure. Uh, we also have a pretty easy to cast seven drop. So, Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's run through this from the bottom to the top. So we're in blue black zombies and we were to what it seemed to be the only blue black zombies draft at the table. Uh, we've got. Three copies of Borrowed Malevolence, so praying our opponent casts a bunch of X1s in the early turns. We've got two Fog Walkers, the one through with Skulk that uh, locks down a creature. We've got Jace's Scrutiny. We've got a Thing in the Ice, which we're hoping to flip into a 7-8 Horror. A Macabre Waltz to get stuff back. Our three-drop slot, we've got Drag Under, a Bounce and Draw spell. Two copies of Imprisoned in the Moon, the, I guess, most effective anti-Emrakul tech we've got. <laughs> Turns something into a, uh, a colorless land. Turns something into a waste, really. Crow of Dark Tidings, Ghoul Razor, Lily Last Hope, definitely the best card in our deck by a mile. Hopefully we just, you know, cast this on curve and they play a bunch more X1s. Although this actually pairs really well with the Borrowed Malevolence. Let's that uh, deal with X2s instead. Yep. We've got a Diagraph Captain to buff our zombies. We've got a Prized Amalgam, uh, which is functionally a 3-mana 3-3 that might scare our opponents a little bit. Maybe they'll use good removal on it that exiles or something. We've got a Drunal Corpse Trawler. Two copies of Lab Brute, 4-mana 3-3 mills, four cards. We've got a Havengul Runebinder, which actually goes pretty well with that Brute. This is the one where you pay three, tap, exile creature from your graveyard, make a 2-2, and then put a 1-1 counter on each zombie you control. I mean, this can clearly just win games on its own. There's a Geese's Bidding, uh, four, uh, four mana, Sorcery, make two, two, two black zombie creature tokens. It has Madness, but probably not going to be doing that unless we somehow manage to discard it to Macabre Waltz. Uh, and then as our top end, our win cons here, we've got two Wretched Griffs. Uh, 
seven mana Eldrazi Hippogriffs, three, four flyer, uh, draw a card, but you can also emerge it for six. We're looking to emerge those off the lab roots and maybe the corpse trawler in case of emergency. And then 17 lands, including a choked estuary with my nice uh, spacic default basics now properly set. Gotta say, it feels good to have those after so long. Uh, yeah, not a, not a terrible draft here. Without really knowing the format super well, it's hard to evaluate how good this deck is. But we were the only blue-black draft at the table. We wheeled a Diagraph Captain. So no one else wanted zombies. We picked up the zombie cards. I guess we'll see whether uh, this draft shakes out for that being a good thing about this deck or not. Yeah, uh, fingers crossed. I, I, I don't know where I put this. Probably, I guess, I don't know. I'm thinking like a 3-3 maybe a four three deck. I don't, I don't know if I really give it enough to, to get us into positive EV. Uh, well, format, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to trophy with it and I'll tell you. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, that about does it for us this week. Thank you so much for watching or listening or both. If you're on Spotify, you'll get the video and it will post it on YouTube as well. Um, if you're not already in the discord, check that out. It's the best place to be to chat with us. And um, we'd love to see your drafts from Shadows Remastered. The link to that is in the episode description as well as on our Twitter page. And if you'd like to support the show direct, directly, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash pod. And you can find us on Twitter at pod. Thanks, folks. And we'll catch you next week. So it's a big week for Magic Story. There have been some, I think, four, four or five uh, story posts out by this point, And we're getting a lot more. They seem to run where there's one for uh, a plane. Like we got a Strixhaven one and we got an Ikoria one. And we're seeing kind of the denizens of the plane banding together with maybe a Gatewatch member or two or a local hero that we're familiar with uh, trying to fight back against the Frexian invasion to differing levels of success. Uh, for example, on Strixhaven, the Eldrazi, or Eldrazi, look, I got, I got Innistrad all in my head. They're not even on Innistrad anymore. Uh, the Frexians basically took over all of Strixhaven almost instantly. I mean, <laughs> the way in the story it describes it, like it, it seems like 90% of the professors instantly got completed. Uh, of course, Lily couldn't be touched because, you know, she can raise an army at, at, a, at a moment's notice, but pretty much everyone else got completed instantly. Uh, although some planes seem to be faring better, like Ikoria, uh, where there's a pretty sick cameo from Vadrock, who uh, let, let's say that there's a, a pretty cool showdown between Vadrock uh, and Luca. And, uh, well, uh, apparently Vadrock's fire can apparently, as the story phrased it in, a, in pretty sick fashion and slight spoilers here, uh, Vadrock's flame, it's like a dragon cat or something. It's flame breath is hot enough and presumably magic enough to erase the memory of something. So <laughs> in its fight with Luca, uh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Vadrock pulls a little magic Ikoria monster nonsense. And, uh, well, let, let's just say everyone's favorite planeswalker <laughs> is not looking good. But anyway, yep, the story's been fun. Uh, but I thought it'd be funny to, uh, to flash back to the, uh, the Innistrad story for those that aren't familiar, because honestly, what we're seeing here in scale, the multiverse uh, is pretty similar to what we saw with the shadows over Innistrad uh, story and honestly the teasing that they did with uh, eldritch moon and shadows the shadows teasing was probably my favorite story moment from magic ever when we didn't know the eldrazi were coming we didn't know that was nahiri's grand plan to bring emra cool to innistrad to to get revenge against Sorin, which is an awesome plan uh but there were hints and there were hints that were hidden so well and ones that you can see on these cards in the set that people didn't really notice until a bunch of Vorthoses started like compiling all of them. The big one was the clues where people noticed that on clue tokens, you could pick out words uh, in the flavor text, which were a little 
stilted, a little awkward. It almost seemed like they were written for a reason. Uh, people noticed that you could pick out the words from the flavor text. Remember, they came as three. Um, referring to the fact that two of the Titans had just been well, obliterated by Chandra and Nissa on Zendikar. But one was kind of hanging out somewhere unbeknownst to the others. Yeah, and in uh, in Zendikar, was that Zendikar Rising? No, that was Battle for Zendikar, I think. Yeah, Battle for Zendikar and Oath of the Gatewatch or whatever those sets were called. Um, and and we had uh, the Titans, you know, the Eldrazi showed back up on, on Zendikar. Nahiri reached out to Soren for help. He basically ignored her. <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't think she ever got a response. And, uh, well, when they finally <laughs> dealt with the red. Eldrazi menace on, on, uh, on Zendikar, she was pretty peeved. So what do you do when you're peeved about uh, blind eternities immortals ravaging your plane and not getting any help from your oldest friend sick him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the, the way that they kind of hid all those details and there were some also, there were some other um, hints throughout uh, some of the arts. You could kind of mm-hmm. get bits and pieces of like the tendrils and, and different aspects of something that looked kind of Eldrazified, but you weren't quite sure because up to that point they had not spoiled anything at all that even hinted that this was coming. Uh, we had nothing leading into the set that said the Eldrazi were coming to Innistrad. Um, so, yeah, very masterfully crafted. And I think it was definitely one of the more memorable moments of Magic Story for sure. Mm-hmm. Another one of my favorites was uh, Stallion of Ashmouth. This one wasn't actually, to, our, to my memory, noticed by really anyone until after we knew that Emrakul was coming. Uh, it might have even been like a game dev that pointed this out. Uh, but Stallion of Ashmouth, if you look it up, it's a format of 3 3 Nightmare Horse. Nothing special, usual thing you'd find in the stride. You know, it's a spooky horse. But if you look carefully, it's got five legs and no one really noticed. <laughs> uh, and when you look closer at its legs, you start seeing, oh, those are a little strange. Uh, I think it was the, it was like a magnifying glass. Was it like in, inspector's glass or something like that? Uh, it's a, someone magnifying glass looking at, I think it's someone's back, seeing like a little bit of corruption there. We didn't know it at the time that it was, Emrakul Eldrassification, but it makes sense in hindsight. And even Thraven Inspector herself is looking at some weird webbing that in hindsight was very obviously Emrakul corruption. But uh, yeah, honestly, that the way that all built and even the way that the side stories captured the vibe of Innistrad, I think the Gitrog monster magic story will always be my favorite. Uh, and to be honest, a reason that I'm partially disappointed to see the Gitrog portrayed so goofily uh, in, in the new Gitrog and Thalia card, like it's wearing armor and someone's riding it. Uh, in its original side story, it is a genuine nightmare. Like it is basically just begging to be the, I don't know, monster in, in like a pretty solid, like seven out of 10 monster movie. Uh, I don't know, some some like small horror director would, would like write something about this hypnotizing cult leading frog that isn't like a mount. It's not really uh, sentient, but it just wants to devour everything around it. And it mind controls people into worshiping it. So uh, I don't know. Did you have any other favorite stories from that block? Mm, to be honest, I don't think I read too many of the side stories. The get rock one was pretty crazy. Um, I liked, I mean, I like the, the story arc of Avison and like the way mm. that she kind of goes nuts. And Soren's just like, all right, we got to, we got to do something about this. Um, yeah, I, I forgot about that. There's another really good story where the townsfolk of Gavany are kind of realizing like, yeah, oh, the angels aren't actually coming to save us. And there's one where there's, they're like raining fire down on them and talking about how their sins will be purged. 
pretty good writing. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty great. And then, of course, Sigarda just being like, whoa, let's, <laughs> let's keep it real here, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.